fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if you're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It's the 30-something movie podcast. 30 years in the making. Um, but, and we probably talked for like 30 years before we started recording tonight. There's a we lot did. going on. There's a lot going on in life. It's that time of year, isn't it, bro? isn't it, boys? And and then we made a mistake of pulling up Riker Googling. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, some of it's good because it kind of like gets the whole like, you know, gets it's like a brainstorming session. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It gets kind of like everybody ready to talk and discuss and, you know. Well, and, and then and then if we're crabby about anything, we get, we get the crabbiness out before we record. We don't want to bring the crabbiness to the pod. No, no. Unless we're crabby about a movie. Well, that's true. Unless it's a David Lynch movie. Hey, man, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to be careful. I, that's okay. No, no, no. I, I get crabby about some of the David Lynch movies too. So that's all right. Which, which I know is probably going to make one of our patrons upset, but that's okay. Um, although Pat, I do need to share with you. I, I need to, Oh no. I meant to write this down earlier. Oh I, no. I need to go find it on Twitter. Oh no. Because... Let me let me go look really really I'm tr- fast. I'm, I'm trying not to be. Did I did I offend someone? Uh, one of our uh, one of our patrons oh, that we've al- that we've already had. Oh no! Uh, I think there was another movie that you didn't like that. Uh, oh. That they were like, well, you know, Pat's uh, Pat's consistent. <laughs> oh no! I'm trying. I've been like since that happened like two or three times. I've been like stopping like you know. Let me see if I can find it really fast because it was, I think it was, um, but, but it was me too. So it's, it's fine. It was, um, uh, the hard way, the one with the Michael J. Way. Fox. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was that one. And I think it was, let me see if I can find it really quick. Um, yeah, it was Podrick from Ireland. Oh no, Podrick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. He said, uh, he really- said, I listened to this and I said in my Patreon episode that this is one of my favorite movies. So Pat has ruined another of my favorites, but then he did put a smiley face emoji in there. Oh um, man. He's like, I was the same about James Woods and his carry on with his mad opinions. It kind of turns me off rewatching this again. Um, and, uh, so then I tweeted back and I said, well, one of Pat's favorite movie lines is pretty applicable to himself when it comes to disliking other people's favorites. And I put a gif of the, uh, I'll say this for him. He's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I am sorry, Padraig. I'm sorry. I really am. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. I really am sorry. I'm sorry. It's hey, but it, it wasn't just you. I, I was not a huge fan of the hard way either. So 
It it had know. you know it had its okay moments, but I kind of I kind of actually have enough problems with James Wood that that throws me off the rest of the movie. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So. Oh well, but it's all right. No worries. I I try not to worry. Don't worry I, about it. Yeah. All right. You know, the kind of things we should be worrying about are what I keep finding on Riker Googling. Our Federation offices closed on Star Wars Day. Uh, well, there it is. There it is. That's, good, they better be. It's a good question. It's the question that drives us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if if Star if if the Federation is in our future and Star Wars is in a galaxy far, far away mm-hmm. a long time ago, isn't there a possibility that they are the same universe and Star Wars is Star Trek's history? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's that's deep thoughts. And, and better question, because this is the last one I'm going to read and then we're moving on. Do the Borg use USB? We know they use Allen wrenches. We've talked about that. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> I bet you. I bet they you do, they, but they have to. But they put it in upside down the first time. I was going to say, you've, you've seen that diagram <laughs> where it, it takes three times to plug in a USB. Oh yes, yeah, at you, least you, you try to plug it in the first time, it doesn't work. Then you flip it around, and it doesn't work that way. And then you flip it back the first way, and then it works. Yeah, yeah, that's how USB works. I think that's why it's called USB 3.0 because you have to do it three times for it to you work. You have to do it three times. Yeah. 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 Oh, All boy. Right. Well, I don't think I've introduced you guys yet, but anybody who's been around for a while knows exactly who you are. This is, yeah. um, I've, I've got with me Lieutenant Frank Drevin is here tonight and uh, Ed Hawken. Gentlemen, how you doing? I'll let you decide well, which, of you is, which, which of you is going to be which. All right. Who else has a picture of this guy's wife? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, good evening, John. Good evening, Bo. Good evening, Patrick. Good evening, John. Good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. <laughs> oh, man. Good night, John boy. Um, <laughs> we Pulling back the curtain a little bit, we are kind of recording this and our Hot Shots episode back-to-back. And yep. what was so funny to me is, I mean, because you've got, you've got writers that are in common. You've got different people that are in common with these two movies. And it was just, there were so many things that just kept popping up that were so similar mm-hmm. between the two movies. You know, you had the comment, how many else, who else has a picture of his wife? <laughs> you know, that one. And then in Hot Shots, I was at Lloyd Bridges, tells his secretary, he's like, read back to me what we've got so far. If you ever lay your hands on my wife again, I... <laughs> So it's Which, like there are there are plenty of like jokes that you could tell that these movies had people in common. Yes, and I want to go on the record as I know that that who else has a picture of this guy's wife? That was Naked Gun, not Naked Gun Two and a Half. Right. So I right. want to be careful before you know. But yeah, these series. But I mean, these series have so many, so many people in common. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our movie tonight is, uh, or this morning, whenever you're listening to this, is uh, Naked Gun Two and a Half. We are, uh, see, Naked Gun Two and a Half, and I don't think I realized for quite some time that there was a subtitle, The Smell of Fear. Oh, there you Uh, go. Was not aware of that. What's funny is I didn't remember The Smell of Fear either, but I always remember, for some reason unbeknownst to me, the subtitle, of Naked Gun 33 and a third mm-hmm. because it's so much more amusing. I'm going to forget what that one is. 
The final insult. Yes. <laughs> the final insult. That's right. So mm. that is our movie this time around. Naked Gun Two and a Half: The Smell of Fear. Uh, this is episode number three hundred and fifty-seven. We are uh, we're almost to that milestone that we've been talking about. Where if you want to listen to us every day of the year. God help you. But if you want to listen to us every day of the year, you could potentially listen to us every day of the year without skipping. I mean, well, you could skip if you're out like jogging and you want to start skipping while you're listening to us. You could absolutely do that too. You don't have to wait for there to be 365 episodes. You skip whenever you want to. You. If you want to skip or canter or gallop or whatever you want to do. It's your party and you'll Mm -hmm. skip if you want to. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what that was supposed to mean. I have no idea. I'm done here okay. now. So had a little bit of a question because I, when I got home today, um, I was trying to distract my daughter from playing on the Nintendo switch all afternoon. And, mm-hmm. uh, I do that by sometimes just going on to particular websites and reading her a nonstop list of dad jokes. Okay. And, uh, just to see how many she cringes at and just to kind of throw her off just enough so that she's distracted from playing the video game. And, um, I kind of realized that a lot of the website's dad jokes are very, very similar to the jokes in these movies. Really? So I think hmm. like dad jokes and deadpan humor, like I think like the, the, the punniness of, of dad jokes and these movies is pretty much the same thing. All right. So that's, right. that's, Interesting. that's what I've come away with that. Basically these movies are one big, long dad joke. Okay. All right. I've also determined that these kind of movies are very much geared towards a 13 year old boy. Oh yes. Which is why I enjoy them so much. Yeah. We mm-hmm. didn't, uh, we, I didn't watch, well, I didn't watch either of these with my son who is 13, about to turn 14 this summer. Um, but he did come in. I was watching part of hot shots the other day and he, he did kind of walk in the living room and he sat down on the couch. He's like, what you watching? I got it's a movie called hot shots. It's like a parody of top gun. It's like, Oh yeah, I've never seen top gun. That'd, that'd be a good one. And like, yeah, we'll watch it sometime. And he's watching it. And it's just, it's a whole bunch of the moments of like, just people smacking their heads on stuff and mm-hmm. falling down. And he is, he's, he's just, he's giggling the whole time. And I'm like, this kid never giggles. I was like, yep, nope. I I know exactly the target audience for these movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yes. When we get into talking about hot shots last week, um, you know, it's, uh, there's going to be that, that slapstick Mm kind of stuff. Yes. The the deadpan slapstick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next. When we talk about it next last week. Yes. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. I, I did show him some of that. We still haven't watched Spaceballs yet either. We got to watch that one too. Mm-hmm. I, I got a yes. whole bunch of stuff. When when my life is a little bit less stressful at some point, uh, we're just in when the summer starts up. I think we're just gonna we're gonna watch a lot of movies. I mean, actually get outside and do things too. But I think we're gonna watch some movies. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. I have a Definitely. list. I have a list that needs to be gone through. Yes. All right. And the very, heights very quick is coming here. out. What's that? In the Heights will be out soon. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. Um, so very quickly, we do spoil the movies we talk about. Spoil freely, so be warned. 
Um, and the 30 something, if you have not heard this already, the 30 something movie podcast is part of the scene stealers podcast network. What is the scene stealers podcast network? You may ask, even if you're not asking, I'm going to tell you, uh, we are sponsored by them. They are the scene stealers, international convention agent who has a top class roster of movie and TV stars ready to be booked now for your comic con or event. Um, if you go on their website and look through the list, like there's a bunch of people from Cobra Kai, from, a uh, bunch of eighties movies, the Goonies, um, you know, flight of the navigator, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, some great, great folks there. So if you are, um, in any way affiliated with a comic con or some type of event, and you would like to book some of these celebrities, um, that would be a great place to start is go to www.scenestealersglobal.com. And then you can, after you're done doing that, uh, you can go to our website, 30podcast.com. You can rate our show, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon and get all kinds of benefits there. Um, even just becoming a co-executive producer at the lowest level, I think it's like a, a dollar a month, you get access to our monthly special episodes. And we have had some very special episodes lately. Um, the last one that we recorded was the Guns of Navarone, which at the time of this episode coming out, let's see, when Naked Gun Two and a Half comes out, uh, I believe the Guns of Navarone is coming out maybe in just a few days. Awesome. S- sometime within the next week. So... Uh, but so far this year, we've been taking a look back at some of the movies that have been hitting their milestones. Guns of Navarone from 1961, The French Connection, 1971, Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981, uh, Willy Wonka, 1971, Clash of the Titans, 1981. We've got some other ones coming up soon. Evil Dead, My Dinner with Andre, Stripes, um, all kinds of good stuff. So we've got mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff there. So if you want to come join us over on Patreon, uh, even joining us at the lowest level, get you access to those bonus episodes. Uh, there's other benefits too. So if you want to hop over there, take a look at it, just go to three zero podcast.com and take a look at the Patreon page through there. So, um, let's see, got anything else, anything else we special need to share? Thank, special thank you to our patrons as Absolutely. well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. Uh, and, and seriously, I say this every time, but you know, it just, it's got, I, I feel like you got to say it every time, like anyone that wants to, I mean, first of all, people that are listening and throwing positive reviews and then the patrons that are throwing money our way. I, I mean, you know, my gosh, just humbly. Thank you. That's yeah. very cool. And I, I mean, I laugh and I mean, I, you, not everybody, not everybody knows me. I'm laughing not to belittle it, but I sincerely, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed because so many of our patrons, I have insulted their favorite movies and uh, Padraig, in Ireland, he was on the show. It was a great episode that we recorded with him. And he's just a, just a great guy and, and, you know, loves movies and all that kind of stuff. And I just am truly sorry that it keeps happening, that the movies that I, I just didn't like that movie ends up being one of the ones that's like one of your favorites. So I'm, I'm really sorry about all that. And uh, I, I'm not but, sure you should apologize because I feel like every time you talk about a movie, you don't like, we get more patrons. Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, maybe there, there it is. There is a correlation. So I need you to dislike more movies. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's right. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, it's good. We're going to turn into uh, we're going to turn into uh, Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, that I was know. terrible. That, I hated it. Boo. That would be, that would be a good angle. That would be a good angle. Yeah, that was, well, that was pretty bad. I didn't really like much of anything about it. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's still just very cool. And this whole yeah. thing, you know, the fact that we get to come together and just talk about movies is awesome. Yeah. But the fact that we get to come together, talk about movies and people are listening and getting to know everybody, you know, um, 
through this wonder of the internet. You know, I've been learning about internet lately. No, but seriously, getting to know people and discussing that it's, it's just been very special and all the, the thoughts and feedback everyone's shared. It's, it's just very cool. So thank you. Yeah. I'm getting a little long winded, but thank you. That's very humbling and very meaningful. So. Yeah, but and, right and some of our some of our patrons that have been with us for a while, you know, Podrick from Ireland, uh, yes. Jason Colvin, um, Jonathan Tweedy, Rob Perry, Chris Walkton, Greta Benitez. Um, just thank you guys so much for continuing to support the podcast. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of, you know, we're, we're so grateful for that. But it's also very humbling, too, um, but kind of makes us feel good because it's like we're we do this for fun. And like, this is, it's a little bit of a release for us, you know, kind of after, after, you know, some stressful days at work and things like that, but it's just fun to talk movies. And it's so much fun to get to meet some of you, whether it's on zoom or, you know, on, on Twitter or wherever it might be. Um, and who knows, maybe someday in person, uh, maybe, maybe we'll get so big. We'll have like a, a 30 something movie podcast convention. Oh, we can have a 30, we'll have a 30 con that, Dude, yeah. there it is. There you go. There it is. Um, but no, I, the one thing that's always so humbling to me and, and just it, it kind of brings warm fuzzies to my heart is um, just the fact that we are in, in putting out this show that people are enjoying it enough that they want to just give back a little bit and kind of their way of saying thank you for this show. Because, I mean, we don't we do this, you know, we, we have other jobs. So, uh, you know, we're, we're not doing this for any kind of monetary gain or anything like that, but, um, just the fact that people are enjoying the show and wanting to support it, just, that's awesome. So just thank you so much. And we hope that we continue to give you a great show that you will love and enjoy and keep coming back every week. That's right. All right. Well, let's see. The only other thing I was going to mention real quick before we get into the episode itself is I have joined an insane group of people on Twitter because, and I call them insane because my phone, if I don't mute the conversation, my phone is blowing up all day, every day. Uh, I think there's like 31 different podcasts that are now part of this group. And there's a, they're, they're like a private message on Twitter. So I keep getting notifications every time somebody posts something. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I actually have to work today, so I might have to mute this just so my phone stops buzzing. Uh, But it's a group of podcasters that kind of got together for the purpose of promoting each other's podcasts. So probably what I will do, we don't tend to do ads uh, in the 30-something podcast shows that we do. Um, but I will throw in some, they have some promos for their episodes. Uh, they're going to take, you know, a promo of ours and kind of drop it in theirs. So I might maybe like halfway through some of our episodes or maybe put some at the cool. end, I'll drop in some promos for some of these other shows. They are called the, uh, the hashtag we use on Twitter is the Aluma potty. <laughs> we, we are the most, love it. We are the most dangerous secret society on Twitter. That's awesome. That's so, that's very good. And I think, I, I don't know if one of them was coming up with a logo. One of the early logos was a bunch of dolphins in like hooded cloaks. There it, it is, man. Yeah. Because dolphins swim in pods. So I, I don't know. But that's, yeah, I like it, it. I like it, it. It makes sense. But yeah. So, and I've, I've run into a bunch of other fun, really fun podcasts on there. Cause I've listened to some of their episodes and left them reviews on iTunes. And um, there was one in particular that uh, I was listening to the other day and they were going back and they were talking about um, just kind of their memories of pirating things back in college. Okay. You know, when you downloaded your first pirated song 
or sure. you know, you, you downloaded, you, you went on Napster and you got a whole bunch of, you know, albums and things like that. And um, so it's kind of fun because I'm sitting there going, oh man, I remember the first two songs that I downloaded illegally in college. It was Metallica's I Disappear and it was the Beatles' I Want to Hold Your Hand. <laughs> and it probably took me 10 minutes for each song. That's awesome. On that, on that blazing fast T1 connection that we used to have. <laughs> There it is. So well, that was funny because as I'm listening to the show, they started talking and they're like, yeah, you remember when, when people started to download and then Metallica kind of sued Napster over this whole thing. And uh, one of the first songs that kind of came out from Metallica around this time was I Disappear. And I'm like, that was the one I downloaded. So it was kind of fun to just kind of go back and and uh, cool. re- relive some of those some of those college memories. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think that was the, uh, I have to look it up real fast. I think that was the Nostaljunk podcast. Yeah, I think it was that one. But yeah, a lot, nice. of, a lot of fun podcasts are in that group. So if you're on Twitter and you want to look up the hashtag, the Illumipati, um, they are on there and there's all kinds of great podcasts in that group. So, all right, uh, gentlemen, should we get naked? <laughs> um, harumph? Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, not right now. We've no. got work to do. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Why that, would they be in the red light district? <laughs> we're going streaking. <laughs> we're going streaking through the park. Get in go. the car. We're going streaking through the park. Get in the car. Okay. It's all right. I'm sure that we can handle this situation maturely, just like the responsible adults that we are. <laughs> Isn't that right, Mr. Booby Pants? He started it. 13-year-old boys. Yes. Yep. Geared, yes. At, geared at the 13-year-old boys and the ones that never outgrew being 13. Yes. Yes. There All are right. a lot of adults that like this movie, too. Oh, yeah. But but I think those adults never outgrew being 13. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of which we count ourselves. So I'm not like I'm, I'm not like calling out other people and be like, yeah, you other people that are stupid and immature. No, I'm, I'm in that group. Mm-hmm. All right, so our movie this time around, Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, came out on the 28th of June, 1991, rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour and 25 minutes, directed by David Zucker, who directed Airplane and Ruthless People. Producers, uh, I feel like I need to say all of those movies differently when they put the exclamation point at the end. I feel like I yes. need to say Airplane mm-hmm. or Top mm-hmm. Secret. Or just some of those different, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Producer was Robert K. Weiss, who also produced the Blues Brothers and Tommy Boy. Writers on this one were David Zucker and Pat Proft. Zucker did Airplane and Top Secret. Proft <laughs> did the Naked Gun movies and the Police Academy movies. Cinematography was done by Robert M. Stevens, who did Amazing Stories and The Burbs. Music was done by Ira Newborn, who did Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Mall Rats. Uh, the budget on this one was 23 million box office was 192 million flick metrics gives it a 65% cinema score gives it a B plus in this movie where Leslie Nielsen who died in 2010 he played Lieutenant Frank Drebin he was in Airplane and Forbidden Planet Priscilla Presley uh, played Jane Spencer she was in the TV series Dallas and the Naked Gun movies uh, George Kennedy, who died in 2016, played Ed Hawken. He was also in Dallas. And Cool Hand Luke. Uh, O.J. Simpson, 
Mm-hmm. Played Nordberg. He was in the Naked Gun movies and a TV series called First and Ten. Uh, Robert Goulet died in 2007. He played Quentin Hapsburg. He was in Beetlejuice and Scrooged. Richard Griffiths, who died in 2013, played Dr. Meinheimer or Earl Hacker. He was in the Harry Potter movies and a movie called The History Boys. Jacqueline Brooks died in 2013. She played Commissioner Brumford. Uh, She was in The Good Son and Sea of Love. Anthony James died in 2020. He played Hector Savage. He was in Unforgiven and High Plains Drifter. Lieutenant Frank Drebin returns for more madcap hijinks in this police procedural spoof. Powerful energy corporations are intent on putting a halt to the eco-friendly plans of Dr. Albert S. Meinheimer, the new U.S. energy czar. They scheme to replace Meinheimer with an imposter who will do their bidding. Unfortunately for them, Drebin gets tangled up with their plans while trying to steal back his ex from her slimy new bow. Washington, D.C., where violence explodes every day. America's toughest cop is pounding a new beat. Lieutenant Drebin. The police squad is back. Is this some kind of bust? Very impressive, yes. They're ready for action. How you doing, Trooper? Ready for love. I'm lonely, I'm lost, I need someone to hold, to love. Frank, over here. And ready for seconds. In the movie that proves you can lead a cop to water, but you can't make him think. The water's over there, Frank. Starring Leslie Nielsen. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. If it's not dangerous, he's not interested. Priscilla Presley as the irrepressible Jane. Robert Goulet as Quentin Habsburg. The truth hurts, doesn't it, Habsburg? Oh, sure. Maybe not as much as jumping on a bicycle with a seat missing, but it hurts. George Kennedy as Captain Ed Hawken. Congratulations. I understand that Edna's pregnant again. Yes, and if I catch the guy who did it. And O.J. Simpson as Nordberg. Step on it. If you only see one movie this year... You ought to get out more often. The Naked Gun 2 and a half. The smell of fear. Give me the strongest thing you got. This is a sequel so big, they had to add another half. All right, so Naked Gun 2 and a half. How does this movie make you feel? And was this the first time you've seen this one? Most definitely not the first time I've seen this movie. And I was amused as amused can be. I agree with Bo. This was not the first time I saw the movie. And it. how does this movie make me feel? It makes me feel like laughing. Like out loud laughing. Definitely not the first time I've seen this one. Um, having rewatched it again this time... I will say that, you know, typically with a lot of these movies and a lot of the different moments in these movies, you know, out typically out loud laughing this time, actually not Oh, like it was that's a, sad. I, I know. I, and I don't know if I was like just not in the right 
mindset. Now I was because I watched this one and the one we're doing next week, Hot Shots, back to back. I did laugh out loud a whole lot more in Hot Shots than I did in this one. This was like the warm up comic. Maybe this was the warm up. Um, you know, and and I think I think for me with the naked and this is probably true for a lot of people too for me the naked gun movies are one of those series where it's the diminishing returns you know kind of the more sequels you have of it um because definitely loved and, and laugh out loud constantly in the first naked gun um and this one i there were plenty of times where i kind of i smirked and i chuckled but i did not find myself laughing out loud as much in this one as i do with some of these other kind of you know, deadpan comedy type movies. So not that I didn't enjoy it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't at the level that I remember it being when I had watched this many, many moons ago. But some, you know, I mean, some of these, some of the, some of the jokes in these are also so very similar. You know, sometimes I would even just laugh at the joke because it was like, <laughs> that's exactly like, that's almost exactly like what they said in Dragnet or, you know, I, it would remind me of other jokes. And then I would start chuckling about that. And I was like, oh yeah, there's that one with it. You know, the one that was in the trailer just now, um, the, uh, when they come into the shop and the woman is like, is this some kind of bust? And Frank Drebin's like, it's very impressive. Yes. And it reminded yeah. me of way back many years ago when we did Dragnet and, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, Dan Aykroyd has that line. No, ma'am. And very impressive bordering on spectacular. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's, it's interesting just getting into the humor with this. I mean, and I don't want to throw you off your order of, of our discussion here uh, tonight, but I mean, when you get into the humor of the thing, you can tell formula is, isn't the right word. And, and I don't want to say the jokes are recycling. It's just like what they joke about is the same. They're joking about the same kinds of things, you know, the wordplay, the, you know, the, a lot of the, um, uh, people getting in the first one, it was people getting knocked off piers. In this case, it's, you know, the first lady getting the door opened in her or knocked off the chair when he's trying to open the lobster, you know, it's kind of the slapstick kind of thing. It's so it's different jokes, but it's the same kind of thing. Um, and honestly, the jokes start at the very beginning. It's just like, there is, there is humor uh, lying everywhere. Every, every line, every look, every scene, there's always going to be something that's, if you notice it, it's going to crack you up. But that being said, <clears throat> you call it the law of diminishing returns. And I think that's just kind of what happens a lot when you have a, any kind of a movie series, comedy or not. Um, each one, it's like, if you like the humor in the first one, it's going to be the same as the humor in the second one. And if you get tired of that, well, then it's going to seem long in the tooth. If you like that, then the 13 year old boy in you, as you said, will make you find it funny or help you find it funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's, there's still some of the same lines that, you know, the, some of the ones that I did, you know, continue to chuckle at. <laughs> Where the uh, one of the, it's kind of towards the beginning. One with the commissioner is uh, I wanted to look it up here to make sure I get it right. Uh, commissioner says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I would now like to introduce a most spe a most special American tonight. He's being honored for his his thousandth drug dealer killed." And then mm -hmm. Frank steps up and he's like, "Thank you, but in all honesty, the last three I backed over with my car. Luckily, they yeah. turned out to be drug dealers." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's and and that's why. 
That's why I think it surprised me watching it this time and not laughing out loud as much is because this is, I love this type of humor. Like mm-hmm. this to me, this, this falls in there with the Monty Python, the Mel Brooks, the, the police Academy movies, hot shots, like all of that stuff. It, it falls under that same umbrella. And, and I love that type of humor and the, the kind of the play on words, the puns, the dad jokes that you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Um, you know, it's it always, I always enjoy, that's one of the things I like about, if you want to go even deeper, one of the things I enjoy about Shakespeare and, and other writers like that is how they can, how they have such an understanding of language that you can take it and you can, you can just run with it. And, mm-hmm. and, and puns are probably one of my favorite forms of comedy. Got it. Got it. But yeah, the slapstick of getting, you know, smacked in the head with something, that's good too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could drop a bunch of bowling pins and uh, and uh, and uh, pool uh, pool balls and bowling balls or whatever else they dropped on his head, mm-hmm. that's good too. Right, that was out, that was outstanding. And and you Leslie, know it's coming, and it's still funny. Yes. And Leslie Nielsen's delivery is great. Mm-hmm. I mean his deadpan delivery or how he'll react to think, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. And I want to say when everything was falling on that guy in the scene, that actor, didn't he look at the camera? There was a, there was a breaking of the fourth wall at some point. Wasn't there? I think so. Yeah. I think there was like clunk and then the bowling pin and then the anvil. And then finally he just kind of looks at the camera and sighs. It's like, Oh gosh, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that's, uh, what more can happen to me today? I know. <clears throat> and when, and when you, and when those, and when movies do that, when they, as they say, break the fourth wall and it's done right, man, that's just golden. I've also, I've also heard, you know, read interviews with people that are comedians or even, I, I want to say, um, who's the guy that does Lorne Michaels for Saturday night mm-hmm. live a yeah. couple of years back when, when Saturday night live did its big, uh, 40 year retrospective or 30 year retrospective or whatever it was. He was interviewed as saying, man, it's hard. You have to, to, to keep the show going this long, especially with comedy. You've got to make sure that you stay current. And he said, I think I'm paraphrasing, but when you watch the special tonight, you're not going to find everything funny. You're going to find stuff funny that was you were watching when you were between these ages. And if you were too old for if you were older than this age, this stuff isn't going to seem funny. And if you were younger than this age, the older stuff isn't going to seem funny. Co- comedy is very, you know, and, and that's what makes, you know, his thing was Saturday Night Live keeps it going is that they've altered their humor to keep hitting people right in that sweet spot. You know what I'm saying? And I have heard other interviews where comedians are just saying comedy's hard to hold up. You know, comedy doesn't hold up as well because, you know, first of all, and I'm, I'm sure we might get into this, but you know, what we find funny and what we're okay to laugh at can change. Okay. Without like, a doubt. But, and I think in watching this movie, I, I, was not shocked, but like I had forgotten how much this movie, the comedy was very much of its time. And I'm not mm-hmm. getting into a inappropriate or appropriate thing, but just all the political humor, all the environmental humor, all the, all those gags, unless you were alive at that time and following poli- well, alive at that time and following politics, you're not going to necessarily get all those jokes 
unless someone explains it to you and says, well, you know, here's the thing with this. Here's the thing with that. Here's the thing with the other thing. What's cool is you can go back and it kind of is a blast from the past and you can be like, oh, so that's what was going on with that in that time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I listened to this podcast about Blazing Saddles and I was talking to a Jeff Mazuka about it. And I said, man, they were going through all this stuff. That I had no idea. And they were like, yeah, back in the day, here's why this joke was in Blazing Saddles, because at that time, A, B and C was happening. And it was like, I didn't even know that. But suddenly it makes it that much more funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think a lot of the stuff here where, you know, some of the knocks on, you know, the Democratic Party or when they go into the bar and it's got the picture of the Hindenburg and a picture of all the different things. And it's got the picture of, you know, Michael Dukakis. And, and I mean, all that stuff is going to be kind of like, OK, but if you lived in that time, you know, that's going to be real funny. I also want to say, like, just, you know, the fact that she had all the animals right? She drank the protein shakes mm-hmm. and all the uh, environmental stuff with the different power companies, even though we're still kind of dealing with that one today. Um, you know, right on down to the, to, to the impersonation of president Bush. I mean, all those things um, were very much of its time. Do you know what I'm saying? So that was, that really hit me with this movie, even more than the first one was just that, oh, wow, there's, there's a lot in here that, you know, if you weren't alive in 1991, you might not really pick up on what they're making fun of. Yeah. Well, that was something recently I I was able to go back and rewatch. There was a show that I used to watch when I was a kid living in England um, called Red Dwarf. I think I've mentioned it a couple times on here. And mm-hmm. I remember as a kid and then going back and rewatching, I actually, I actually started Googling a whole bunch of the jokes in Red Dwarf because watching it as a kid, when these aired, you know, in the, when I was watching it, it was during the nineties. When these aired in the nineties, there would be jokes, like they would reference specific people and you'd have like the audience would, you know, and they were, they were for the most part, they were back then they were filmed in front of a live audience. And so the laughter wasn't like laugh tracks or anything like that. Um, you know, they'd mention a person's name as part of a punchline to a joke and, and the audience would just burst out laughing. And I remember as a kid, I laughed along cause I was like, ha I don't know who that is, but apparently it's funny. <laughs> um, and so I actually started going back and Googling. I was like, Oh, okay. That's very specific nineties British references that I would never get if I was a kid or, you know, didn't Google this now in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like you said, this is very much, uh, you know, and, and next week when we talk about hot shots, you know, kind of similar too. like some of it is, is very much nineties cultural references. Um, you know, very, very of its time. Like you said. Yeah. You know what, but you just like, I mean that you could edit out like my whole like 10 hour speech there and just say it was early nineties cultural references, you know, or political reference. Yeah. That, that sums it very succinctly sums it up. Your speech was was good too. I don't know. I don't know. It was was a lot of words. It was a lot of words. It's, it's a podcast. We're supposed to use a lot of words. That's right. Gotta lose, use a lot of words. Kind of all about the words. Yeah. About the words. For better or worse. I know lots of words. Propeller. Engine. Engine. Ladder. Ladder.
Yep. Are you just saying lamp? Cause there is a lamp over there. <laughs> Brick, are you just saying, I love the first thing that you see. I love lamp. I love lamp. Uh, you think anybody nowadays is going to get the joke of Jaja Gabor slapping the police car? Oh, how did I forget about that? The opening and the, th- I mean, yeah. no, every I time think- I go to the grocery store. Oh my gosh. No, but do you remember? Oh man. I remember when that hit, you know, yeah. Jaja Gabor hit a police officer or yeah. slapped him or something yep. like that. <laughs> the intros to these movies are some of my favorite ever. Yeah. Just the concept of that and the way they shoot it and the whole police squad concept is just so awesome. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine like I would love to have been around when and, and paying attention to TV when police squad was a TV show. Like I think that would mm-hmm. have just been great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Can you get is that streaming anywhere? Can you find it anywhere? Yeah. Okay. Because that's a good question. Because while I think, and just to not to harp on the datedness of it, I do think if it is, there is some. I guarantee there is some rough stuff in some of those. I I remember watching them. There was only like give me the strongest thing you've got. (laughs) Yeah. Like so. Again, not to just completely harp on that, but like. Do you think we give comedy more of a pass than drama or less when it comes to what is still acceptable? Um, Honestly, I don't, I don't think anything gets a pass. There we go. I mean, that's, that's personally, I don't like, I, I, and I'm just thinking like, you know, I just think that I'm not everybody listening. I'm not coming down on one side or the other. That's, you know, something to beat is, but I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I think if someone goes off, you know, in a comedic rant or a comedy thing and it offends people, I think they're going to call them out just as much as. I guess I'm thinking more unless, unless that's their shtick, because if you're, if you're an offensive comic Mm -hmm. and that's your deal, I don't think you get called out on that quite as much or you just, or, or it kind of flies a little bit under the radar because it's like, Oh, well that's his show. Like that's his and, and not like, I'm thinking of one in particular that there's this comedian that I've, I've watched a lot of his stuff on Netflix and you know, he's, I think he in particular, I mean, he, he has a lot of, he has a lot of jokes that are <laughs> that would be a little um, a little risque, mm-hmm. but I think I think you get the sense that he really and truly is not. How do I want to say that? He's doing it for the comedy, not because he himself actually believes those things. I don't know if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of. I mean, he will tell. I mean, he tells some you know pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy jokes, um, and some of them can you know some of them could be fairly offensive to people. But I I don't know. It just seems like it seems like for him, either he just doesn't care, 
Mm-hmm. And, and even sometimes within the joke, he'll say, oh, like, I know people are like get really upset. And then when he, when he does that, he's like, yeah, people are getting really upset that I said this. But then he'll say something that's like 10 times worse right after that. And he's like, see, yeah. now the other thing doesn't look so bad, does it? And that's mm-hmm. all part of his show. So I don't you know. know. I don't know if I don't know if we we give with thing with instances like that. I'm like, oh yeah, comedy totally gets a pass. Um, but yeah, sometimes we when we look back on other comedy like some of this stuff, it seems a little dated, and you get a, a some. I guess you know, could term them racial references and things like that. I, I'm thinking of you know next week we'll talk about this with with Hot Shots, um, but I'm thinking of like the the enemy pilots and like what all their names are. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking okay, mm-hmm. I, I could see that you know probably not flying very well <laughs> nowadays. You you wouldn't put right. that in a movie now, right? Well, it'll be interesting to discuss that. Um, Next week, you know, it's interesting. I'm sitting here and I was thinking about different examples and I wonder how much we'll tolerate <laughs> comedy and all that kind of stuff if it's part of a show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if that individual comes out on FaceTube or Twittergram or Snappick or whatever kind of social media they're doing. Yeah. That's when I think that's when I think you're seeing that. And, um, is when it's not so much the body of work, but it's like what they said. It's like an out of context, but I guess it didn't even be out of context. It's just, it's a right. sound, it's a sound bite and people will take right. sound bites and. Right. And I'm thinking of, I mean, and I'm thinking again, I'm thinking of the examples that like, you know, um, an individual that I did a bunch of podcasts that I really enjoyed listening to. And then got some notoriety early this year because of something that he put up that was completely in keeping with his sense of humor. And mm-hmm. he was, he was playing a role. He was doing a bit, right? but it ended up kind of blowing up. And then it was like, okay, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I almost think now with social media, letting you connect to, you know, famous people on a, on a more personal level, it's always something they're going to say, not part of a show that's going to get them in trouble. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, wrong. I, I I won't put my opinion on whether I think that's right or wrong or whatever, but I almost wonder now if it's like, I don't know if the, I don't know if what they do in the show matters, whatever the show might be. I think it's just, you know, something will get posted, something will get put up and that's what's going to, that's what's going to get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So question about this one, do you have, and this will be a tough one. Do you have a favorite joke in this one? Wow. Can you, can you pinpoint when, when you saw that naked gun two and a half was coming up on the list of movies we were going to watch, and you thought of this movie, was there a particular joke or line or scene that you were like, oh, yeah, that one? I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. And then when they pull out, the, when they open up his shirt and the wire is like yeah, it's a like tape a- recorder mm-hmm. and all sorts of crazy stuff. That stuff's that's funny. The, the 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 sight gags in this can be so 
I think that's what makes some of these deadpan comedy things um, so fun is those sight gags that they just play like it's nothing abnormal. Right. And you're sitting there going, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Some of the better some of the best jokes aren't even words. They're those those sight gags. Like when he pops up, the one I always picture, I don't know if it's you know, I, I don't know if I'd call it my favorite, but the one I always picture when I think of this movie is when he pops up from the water in the snorkel and the sign behind him <laughs> says, raw sewage, for the mm-hmm. love of God, do not yes. sit here. I, I know. That's just great. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. For the love of God. For the love of God. I, well, it's just, yeah, it's just one funny thing after another. I mean, or you're being... Cl- so sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're just being bombarded with, like you said, sight gags, verbal things. I mean, little turns of phrase. I mean, the whole thing. It's just, and that's where it's like the same pattern as the first one. It's just they're constantly assaulting you with funny things. What were what were you gonna say? I kind of cut across. Oh, there. I was gonna just do another another favorite bit of mine is the clock bit. Oh yeah. Hey Al, Ken, look! <laughs> I found this in the wastebasket. <laughs> It's four yeah, minutes. It's a pretty slow. nice clock. I wonder why someone threw it out. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because it's four minutes slow. Let's fix it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, that's so good. Yeah, <laughs> one of my and, and I knew I was going to get it wrong if I tried to recite it myself. Uh, one of my other favorite ones is <laughs> when they're uh, when it's uh, Frank and Ed Hocken and Norberg going kind of back and forth. And it's uh, you know Hector Savage from Detroit, ex-boxer. His real name was Joey Chicago. Oh, yeah, he fought under the name of Kid Minneapolis. I saw Kid yeah. Minneapolis fight once in Cincinnati. No, you're thinking of Kid New York. He fought out of Philly. He was killed in the ring in Houston by Tex Colorado. You know, the Arizona assassin. Yeah, from Dakota. <laughs> I don't remember if it was north or south. North, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. You sure you know, you sure know you're boxing? All I know is never bet on the white guy. And then Nordberg yeah. just starts nodding. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are. Yeah. Back to the sight gags. You got all the, all the Barbara Bush stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's funny. I don't know that she says a word in the whole thing. No, I don't think so. God, is it funny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that impersonation was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that one was, was, was good. And I mean, it, it's like uh, the, the one that did President Bush. I mean, it was good because he's playing up all he was caricaturing all the mannerisms and everything like that. Um, oh, the bit about the thousand points of light. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Oh, shoot. I always get the words wrong, but the good, bad, that whole that yeah. whole shtick was is right. awesome, too. I liked it when he's talking about the head of the coal company and the nuclear company. And it was like whammo and yeah. uh, bam. Mm-hmm. And um, smoke and spill, smoke, <laughs> spill, spill mm-hmm. smoke and oh, kaboom, kaboom yeah. maybe, kaboom. yeah, yeah, kaboom was spill. the nuclear oh. one. Oh spill yeah, smoke and, and kaboom, and that was, I mean, you were right in the midst of like the Exxon Valdez thing had just happened. Mm-hmm. Chernobyl wasn't Chernobyl was a was a number of years earlier. Yeah, but it was still it was Three Mile Island. I mean, Three Mile you know. Island. Yeah, mm-hmm. that 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 was. Closer rather than further. Bo, the one you're thinking of is when George Bush, when George Bush is like ready, like practicing his speech. It's like thousand points of light, recession bad, recovery good. I think I got recession it. Recession bad, recovery good. That's I always get the thing mixed up. Yes, I think yes. I got it. 
Yeah. He thinks he's got it. That's, yeah. that's the best part. Like, I don't recall your name on the guest list. That's okay. I sometimes go by my maiden name. That's right. <laughs> oh, here. I, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on the podcast and admit that I was wrong and I will sit in my wrongness and be wrong. Um, I have a question for you guys because we were t- talking about maiden name. Um, we, Sharon and I discovered that we have said a particular word wrong our entire lives. Oh dear. And, and being like, it's not schedule, is it? No, 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 no. That, that's another funny story though. When we were in, when we moved over to England and my mom, like she was, I think she must've been having a bad day. And she said something like, well, this was when I was at home and she said something like, what's well, so stupid. Like they don't, they say schedule. You don't go to shul in the morning to the, you know, learn your lessons. And I, well, yeah, well, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I think, I think one of us repeated that at school and like some of the teachers overheard it and they're like, oh, Americans. Um, but no, we, we learned, we were watching a TV show the other day. Now, I don't know if you guys have, have ever actually said this word out loud or not. It's not one that gets used a whole lot. Um, when you go to either like a wedding or a funeral and they list off like a uh, people's names and then they list in parentheses what their maiden name might have been before they got married. Uh, yes. And, and there's the word N-E-E. Yep. How would you say that? I am guaranteeing it's not knee because it's certainly not like the knights who say knee. But no, I've never said it out loud, nor that I don't know that I've ever heard it said out loud. Now okay. I'm intrigued. Is it nay like a horse? It is nay. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm confused, and I thought this was a Southern thing, and then Sharon thought this was a like a Chicago thing, we've only ever heard it said knee. Huh. And I've actually heard people say it out loud and say knee. And she's like, yeah, my grandmother used to say knee all the time. Whenever, whenever she'd read something like a, a flyer, like not a flyer, like a bulletin from a, a funeral or a wedding or something like that, where it lists names of people and always said knee. And I'm like, yeah, I've always heard people like in a church service for something. If they're listing names of people and, you know, other people might know them by their maiden name. I've always heard them say knee. Well, we were watching mm. a show the other night and the characters are all Irish and you know, they, they look at a tombstone and on this tombstone, it has that word. And they said, nay. And Sharon and I looked at each other and we're like, what? Have we been wrong this entire time? And apparently we have been wrong this entire time because we then <laughs> proceeded to ask all of our family individually. We're like, how would you say this word? They're like, oh yeah, that's nay. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh no. How can Suddenly we possibly thought, have gotten this wrong? You must be joking. <laughs> so, okay. That's funny. All right. All right. Well, I just went, you, you, you guys were my last, like, I was hoping maybe that you might prove that I'm not totally wrong, but I am totally wrong. Yeah. So. Sorry. That's all right. You know, but it's not really your fault on that. That is no, one of those. No, no. That tough. is one of those. I don't even want to say regional. Yeah. It's the English language is butchered on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's French. I'll just blame the French. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And translations make it even worse. And right. sometimes it's people. Somebody read it once that way. And so it's stuck. I mean, think of all the weird Chicago words that exist only here. It's because someone with an accent 
150 years ago said it that way and mm-hmm. somehow it stuck right it's the weirdest thing yeah my, my lovely yeah. wife just texted me and said what else have we been saying wrong that no one's ever corrected us on yeah yeah I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've offended a whole bunch of people's mothers or aunts or, you know, <laughs> your, your way of life. And I didn't even know it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's been so much fun doing this podcast with you guys. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. 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 You know, so uh, jumping back to favorite scenes, I'm just going to say we're family friendly. So the scene I can't talk about. <laughs> and you guys know the this- one. But is it the romance novel? It's the romance. I, I was, uh, well, I was, no, I was oh. that's good. The fact that everybody gonna, wakes up and they're like, oh, I, this I, I was got interesting. I was going to say the romance scene. Oh, that one too. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm sitting there and I mean, I saw this in the theater. I think I went with my family. Okay. Uh, my, my folks were big naked gun fans. I mean, and it's like, well, that's awkward. So, <laughs> yeah, I, believe me, I know. I think I saw this one with a buddy. Okay. But my folks had my folks had seen it too. And I'm just saying with the clay and the whole that whole mm-hmm. that whole thing was just like, oh my gosh. And then and then all the different visual, mm-hmm. you know, allegories. I'm I'm trying to keep it family friendly, uh-huh. but it's just just the amount of them that they throw in, it's just funny. It's yeah. just funny. It is good. <laughs> I just, oh man, I'm sitting here laughing, just thinking about it. Oh now, that man. Wouldn't, that wouldn't be at all awkward, like to go see this with your family. No, Not no, at all. yes that, it is. That would be, that would be like on the same level as if somebody foolishly went to go see Ace Ventura 2 Nature Calls with their mother. Okay. Oh dear. Yeah. Luckily, luckily and, and I was. Then, and then questions many years later, why that ever happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. My my wife is like, your mother let you see this? I said, she loved the naked gun. And so I remember I saw the naked gun in like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. And then I saw this one when it came out. And it was, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I love it scene. And oh, I love it. <laughs> That's me. I love it. Swimming. That's me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, before we jump into our three questions, anything else we want to say about Naked Gun? Two and a half, the smell of fear. And it's, well, the, I love it. Apparently, there you go. Apparently, it smells like raw sewage. And I, I don't want to, uh, uh, I don't want to like make this a whole focal point, but just going along the lines of the humor that maybe is humorous at the time, but doesn't hold up today is there was that one. And it was, I think I'm trying to think back if there was anything else, but there was the one scene where Jane is talking to professor Meinheimer and um, you know, she talks about, you know, he's a man. And when I, you know, that whole thing and professor um, my, was it Meinheimer? Yeah. He kind of looks to the side, like, no, I'd understand and everything. And, I think it's interesting because I kind of, I kind of winced now. And then I wonder if that would even be like, I, I wonder if that would be borderline offensive to, to people um, of the uh, LGBTQ plus uh, community, because I like now that's, I don't want to say it's more commonplace, but it, I, I think more, more like hopefully more accepted than things were 30 years ago. But it's like, I look at that and I think 
that scene where, you know, he kind of like, you know, she's talking about being with a man and he kind of looks away and says, yeah, I understand that. I, I think it would have been played for laughs back then. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. right. back then that's, that was like a gotcha thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just unfortunate. We saw it that way back then, but I, I now I'm wondering if we see it, if someone were to watch this now, just like, okay, I'm watching this movie now, if they would even notice that, if that would be looked at in the same humor or if it was like, Oh, okay. That guy, like, he's empathizing with her. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's progress or not, or, you know, whatever. And like I said, I want to be, want to be very careful with my comments. So it's not like I'm not being callous to that, but that was something that I noticed is that man, 30 years ago, that was in there and it would have been played for laughs. Whereas now I don't know if we would even, if we would even bump at that. Mm-hmm. Do you know now if you, if you turned around and someone watched that and said, yeah, here's the unfortunate thing back then that would have been played for laughs. Here's why. Um, oh, but uh, it's just like the, the, the perspective on that seems to have changed. Yeah. I don't know if I'm off base. I don't want to like get super serious all of a sudden, but, um, yeah. that was one piece that I like, uh, I just picked up on. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. It's time for three questions. Mm. So, he asked each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Three questions. Question number one. What is your favorite deadpan humor movie? Thinking like... Monty Python, Mel Brooks, Police Academy, that kind of stuff. So I'm picking my favorite Mel Brooks, my favorite Police Academy, my favorite Naked Gun, my favorite Monty Python. No, just Is one. That oh, dang it. Spaceballs. They've gone plaid. <laughs> That's got to be mine. Yeah. I'm glad you picked that one because now I get to pick something else. <laughs> I was going to let you fall on the sword first. Oh, why? Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Okay. Stay classy, San Diego. There it is. All right. Put the question mark on the prompter again. You know he reads everything. Big Lebowski isn't in this category, right? You wouldn't count that in there. No, I don't think I would. That's a completely different style. Yeah. You're talking more I'm, like I'm a satire. Of like, like, a, like a spoof kind of movie. Yeah. Spoofs. Yeah. Okay. Like a Mel Brooks, a Monty Python, Naked right. Gun, no. Hot Shots. I, you know, like, nope. I get you. I get yeah. you. I just want to make sure I'm not missing something. Spoofs. Do we still do spoof movies? Yeah. I don't think they've been very good. They're like the scary think, movie. 
Yeah, but even those that, were but, technically spoofs, but even that was yeah. a while ago. That was yeah. that was at least 10, 10 years ago that I those don't know, started. Have there been? I spoofs might be like a Borat. <laughs> Would you consider that a spoof? Well, I guess maybe from a cer- from a certain point of view. <laughs> from a certain point of view. Um. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say Naked Gun. Okay. The original. I. I'm going to go through all of these and it's just like, Oh man. But I think young Frankenstein was one of the first movies. But then there was, then what about the police? Oh man. What about all the wonderful, well, I mentioned Mount Brooks and then Monty Python, of course. And I'm just cycling through them all. But honestly, I come back to the naked gun. I can put those in, I hit play and I'm laughing. I'm laughing for an hour and a half hour to half, two hours straight. This one made me laugh, you know, and I think it just has to do the age when they came out. This was right when I was getting into being able to a see these movies, b begin to understand some of these, you know, most of the movie. And so, you know, it kind of goes outward from there. Everything later than the Naked Gun, yeah, I'd check them out and okay, cool. And then I would work backwards, and you know, Spaceballs is is right up there. I mean, I love Spaceballs, but. Um, that one got mentioned, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Naked Gun. So I, I wanted to look it up real quick and see if there were any recent kind of recent parody or spoof movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only ones that are on here, uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley did Holmes and Watson. Oh okay. yes, um, yes. This this list does include Borat. All right. So I guess really? they kind of consi- yeah. So I guess they kind of consider Borat to be kind of a, a parody. Um, I would not, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, the newest Baywatch they put on here as being a parody. Okay. Okay. Yep. Or a spoof. Yep. Uh, and then Johnny English, the ones with uh, Rowan Atkinson kind of as a James mm. Bond type spy. All right. Uh, okay. there, there's also one oh. from Marlon Wayans called Fifty Shades of Black. Oh. Okay. So. I'm amused. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, I mean, it looks like there's looks like there's maybe a handful, but not a lot. And I think your I think you're like your late '80s '90s was like your big time for these. Well, you know, like your your police academy movies and your oh, naked yeah. gun movies and hot shots and the scary movies and. Yep. Yeah. I think I, I think I've listed this one before when we've done like our you know top five whatever movies and and all that. I think I got to go with, as my deadpan humor movie, I got to go with uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Actually, I'm feeling a bit better. I think I'll go for a walk. I feel happy. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, nope, no singing. No singing. Where are you going? I need I'm, you. I'm coming with you. Stay, <laughs> I need you to stay here and guard stay the princess. And make sure. And guard the prince. Make sure the prince and doesn't make sure leave. He doesn't leave. All right, make, who? Yeah, make sure the prince doesn't leave. All right. Oh. No, we'll, we'll make sure he doesn't leave. But Where are you going? Oh, we're coming with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh. Yeah. All right. Question number two. Who performs your favorite spoof or impersonation of a U.S. president? 
This is hard, dude. Yeah, yeah no kidding. I got to go with one of my one of my favorites of all time. Now, Will Ferrell as George W. Bush is hilarious. Strategery. Strategery. Can you sum up your campaign in one word? Strategery. Strategery. Vice President Gore. Lockbox. Um. Yeah. So uh, Will Ferrell as George W. Bush has got to be one of my favorites of all time. Um. Baldwin as Trump is hilarious. Fan freaking tastic. Mm-hmm. But I think one of my absolute favorites was always when on Saturday Night Live, when Daryl Hammond would do uh, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like that was always what it, one of my favorite. I think one of my favorite skits was he was talking about. I don't remember if he was on Weekend Update or, or what he was doing, but he was do, he was given a movie review of Independence Day as President Clinton. And he comes on and he, and he goes, I'd like to talk to you tonight about a movie called Independence Day. It's got a young, idealistic president dealing with a hostile Congress. And his wife is tragically killed in a helicopter accident. Did I mention I love this movie? <laughs> was, awesome. Was that Daryl Hannah or was that Phil Hartman? No, that was Daryl Hammond. Now, Phil Hartman okay. did do some of the, he did do some of the early, um, his one, one of my favorites of his in Saturday Night Live was when he was jogging and he went into the McDonald's. Oh my God. That's yeah. the one that I always picture. That's my favorite yeah. one right there. He kills me in that McDonald's bit. So this, pretend this the- is, pretend this, you know, your, your Big Mac is, uh, <laughs> pretend this, this is a caravan trying to get supplies and then all yes. of a sudden, Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And here's a warlord here and a war. <laughs> yeah. I, some of the, uh, some of the other early stuff like the Well, and, and so much of it comes from Saturday night live. Yeah. I'm going to say that some of my favorite, I'm going to give you the one guy, but he did two presidents and that was uh, Danny Aykroyd. Yeah. Cause he did president Nixon and he did president Carter. Mm-hmm. And those are two. Funny, yeah mm-hmm. funny things when you when you go around and talk to the paintings in the white house and yep. all that kind of, and then it was there was the call in radio ask ask carter ask or carter. whatever and that's and good <laughs> i think i've i think i've taken some orange pills yeah. okay now, right, now were they little orange barrels or were they little orange he's like he's like no i, th- I think i need to talk this, i need to talk this guy down you know what? We can't forget. It was my understanding. There would be mo- no math. Um, that's why I use uh, that one all Ger- the time. <laughs> that's the one we do all the time. Yeah. Gerald Ford, um, Chevy Chase doing Gerald Ford. Yeah. Hello, White House. He's got to come <laughs> water up to his ear. <laughs> my understanding, there would be no math in the debate. There would be no math. God, I, I use that Funny. line. I think I use that line weekly. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Uh, you know, I, I, mm, uh, okay, here we're going to go. I think Key and Peel doing Obama's anger translator. Oh, Luther. Yeah. Luther. I, that might be my, that's, that's yeah. my favorite right there. I'm done out. That's going to be my favorite. Have you seen the one where he actually yes. does it with Obama at the, at the yes. press, at the press breakfast? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then actual Obama starts to get angry and Luther's like, whoa, hey, whoa, that's <laughs> whoa, Mr. President. Cal- calm down, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I love it when Luther points at himself and says, dial it down. 
Yeah. Dial it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's just, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So I'm going to say Key and Peele. Okay. Luther. All right. And then every other impression ever. Yeah. All right. Oh, God, how could, uh, I couldn't uh, even get uh, away uh, from this without mentioning Dana Carvey as George Bush. She, Dana Carvey does George, George Bush. Yeah. Not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Not, not going to do it. A thousand points it. of light yeah. coming together in the middle. A, a thousand yeah. points of light. Not gonna, it wouldn't, yeah. be, wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't, wouldn't be, be prudent. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. Not God, who, yeah. did, who did Ross Perot back then? Um, oh, yeah. That was Dana Carvey. Was it that Dana was Carvey? also Dana Carvey, I think. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say Chappelle. Have you seen him, Chappelle, do the uh, the Black Bush? No, I don't think so. I do or not I probably, think I have either. I probably, well, I probably haven't. It might have just been a while. Chappelle's pretty funny at that one, I'm just going to say. Okay. All right, and a new thing we're kind of starting here, uh, this, this will be the first episode we do this, is uh, third question, totally random. Now, for this episode and for next week, I did give the guys the third question uh, in advance. Um, I think I'm not going to do that in the future. I think I'm just going to make it an absolutely totally random question, just completely <laughs> off the wall. And sp- five seconds to comply. And, and spring it on you, yeah. Well, so you've got like four seconds left and then you can just trip over the cord and everything's going to be fine. There it is. Oh. All right. So your question this time, question number three, completely unrelated to the movie that we've talked about, although they did have animals escape from the zoo. So um, if you could morph two animals to make one super animal, what two animals would you choose? Are we allowed to choose one that has already been ch- created in literature or are we supposed to be starting from scratch uh you can if you have a good one from literature you can all right yeah what do you got i've always been partial to the griffin oh there you just go. as a concept you know the yeah. the winged lion mm-hmm. that's cool man <laughs> yeah i think i'd i'd like to see an albatross combined with like a wolf there you go. That'd be kind of cool. I think because the albatross is the thing that can fly around the world for like a year, right? Without landing. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool to get some ocean going ability in there as well. You know what I'm saying? So I can't use three animals. It can't be like a dolphin, a wolf, and a albatross. So then I thought about it and you see, yeah, I'm up against the block, but that's okay. I'm going to say a wolf and an albatross. Nice. Uh, mine and, uh, I, I was, I was trying to get some ideas for this. So I did kind of, uh, I did kind of look up a couple of things. I did some Googling, some Riker Googling and, um, I, I kind of like this one. So I'm going to go with this one. I actually found a picture of it online. Um, it is a cross between a horse with an Eagle's head. Oh, there you go. It's some of these animals that people have spliced together. Cause it's, I think this, it's this, uh, what is it from? Um, MyModernMet.com. Uh, animals morph together to create hilarious new species. And they have like a, a horse with a duck's head. Sounds kind of, <laughs> sounds a little goofy. Uh, they have That's a, funny. They have a guinea pig with a lion's body. There it is. Uh, the funniest one, I think, is the, um, uh, the penguin with the orca's head. <laughs> That's cool. 
So they have some good stuff on there, but yeah, I think I would go the, the horse body with the Eagle head. Cool. All right. Well, gentlemen, this has been naked gun two and a half. Hopefully the uh, listeners were able to smell our fear this evening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other than raw sewage, I don't know what it smells like, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so 30 podcast.com is where you can find the rest of our episodes at 30 podcast on all the different socials. Uh, don't forget to check out our sponsor and the rest of the shows in the scene stealers podcast network by heading over to scene stealers, global.com. Um, and then our next episode's coming up. So probably within the next few days or so, we've got our Patreon exclusive, the guns of Navarone from 1961 will be coming out. And then next week we've got hot shots. We have JFK. We've got toy soldiers in the month of July. We've got our Patreon is going to be the heir to the empire Thrawn trilogy book review, which, uh, I got to get to work on that because I'm a little bit behind maybe fantastic books. Yeah, they are. Um, and, and I'm yeah. just going to say, Mazuka's never read them. Really? I'm like, Jeffrey. Ooh. Oh, and he actually told me today he just picked up a set of them. So he's going to delve in. It's all good. And so I will, mm-hmm. I will be curious for a, somebody who has not read them up until now. I, I, I'll be curious I, about his take on them. Well, and I just, the only thing I said to him was, I said, when I first read them, well, you know, when like there weren't really that many other star Wars books out. Like no, there was a, that was it. maybe the maybe the Han Solo adventures had been out the Han Solo and the Lando Calrissian ones. Okay. And then when so, I read, when I read, um, or listened to air to the empire, that was about around the same time that the dark empire comic came out. Okay. So I was kind of getting that at the same time. Was that coming out? Were they coming out and had the books been out for a little bit or, uh, when I first found out about them, it was when I got the audiobook for Christmas. Okay. And it was See, it was the I, first book only, so the others had not come out yet. Okay. Okay. See, because that's I, I I it's funny. I still have my original three. Yeah. Um. And anyways, uh, and I'll get more into that when we record it. But it's funny because I started reading through, and I I think I got them like right as they were coming out, and mm-hmm. so I don't think there was much in the way of other Star Wars stuff. And it's funny because now going back. It's like, then it was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is, if you want more Star Wars, this is where it is. This is where it's at. Right. Now you go back and it almost looks like an alternative timeline. Right. Because we've had all this other canon and yeah. I, yeah. It's funny. I got a lot. I love them, but I got a lot of, a lot of thoughts on them. Yeah. So that'll be a fun one. So that'll be our Patreon exclusive for July is the uh, Thrawn trilogy from 91. Although that started in 91. Uh, and then all in the rest of July, uh, those movies are all kind of, uh, let's say, England related. Uh, we've got <laughs> King Ralph, The Commitments, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Hook are coming out that month. And then in August, our Patreon is Stripes from 1981. We've got Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and Suburban Commando. So hmm. all kinds of good stuff. No. Um, yeah. And then uh, let me, I'll put in a plug here for the other podcast that I am a host of, and that is the um, podcast full of kryptonite. So if you are enjoying the Superman and Lois TV show from the CW, uh, we do cover that from week to week. Uh, episodes come out on Thursdays. 
So I think the uh, the episodes of the show come out on Tuesday night, and we record on Wednesdays, and then try to pop that out as quick as we can on Thursdays. So if you're enjoying that show, and we are going to be uh, once that's done, we're going to dive into all of the different Superman live action TV shows. Maybe even get into the animation stuff at some point. But um, that is a uh, if you're if that's a little bit more niche with the the Superman. Uh, with the, the Superman topic there, as opposed to our typical, you know, movies and, and other stuff from the eighties and nineties. Um, so yeah, we are at Superman PFK on Twitter. Um, but it is podcast full of kryptonite. So you can go take a look for that one too. Gentlemen, as always a pleasure, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, awesome, John. Thank you so much for having us out. Right. Everybody be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we'll see you back here next time.